Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. It's never been easier to communicate with people, but it's never been harder to know which platform you're supposed to communicate on. Here's a simpler solution. With call, meet, and message all in one app, Ring Central makes communication easy. With all that connectivity in the palm of your hand, you can work from anywhere with anyone at any time and never miss a beat. Because when it comes to communication, simple is better. Learn more at ringcentral.com. Ring Central, simpler communications. Fantasy. Today's episode is brought to you by Flex Fantasy, and they want me to relay a message to you that they have cracked open the game of fantasy football to all. When you sign up for a free account and download the Flex Fantasy app, you can import all your teams from all your leagues across multiple platforms that you play on. Spice up your fantasy playing experience by challenging league mates or strangers off the street to a fantasy matchup no matter how or where they play. And put your money where your mouth is by placing a wager on your head-to-head matchup. It doesn't matter if you are on Yahoo and your opponent is on Sleeper. You can import your teams to Flex Fantasy to face off. You can even make wagers on who you think will win between other challenges besides your own. So sign up for a free account and download the app to try it out at flex.fan. This is the MD's Fantasy Football Show with Dan Mader. Giving you the X's and O's of all things fantasy. Time to cash the green, baby. Let's break it out. Time to cash some money. It's Cashing Friday, everybody, with the MD's Fantasy Football Show. Thanks for tuning in to our YouTube channel. Make sure you subscribe while you're here, so that way you can catch all of our content. Or just go to bellyup.tv and watch us live there, too. If you missed an episode, that's fine. Just download the Fox D Network app on your LG, Samsung, Roku, and Amazon Fire TV devices. Look for the Belly Up Sports TV category or... You can go ahead and just stay up to date with the show while you're on the go and download us on your favorite podcast app. Please give us a five-star review. It helps us out a great deal. Help me help you. Speaking of me, I'm your host, Dan Mater. I'm joined here with my partner in crime, Mr. Christopher Dowhauer. Chris, how are you doing today? I'm doing pretty good, and I like what you're talking about. I like money, and I definitely think we're giving out some more winners tonight. Well, you want to talk about giveaways. We got a big one going on for the month of October. I am in the home studio, so I actually can show you guys. The Jamison Williams signed Alabama jersey. Just waiting to give it out. And by the way, Time X 2132 he was the winner of our September giveaway. If you're watching or listening to this, I've sent you several messages. Please get back to me so I can send it out to you with your address, please. Uh also, to get into the October contest, in case you were wondering, there's two ways to do it. First way is that you register at Flex Fantasy at flex.fan slash bellyupff. When you've done that, you can go and look for the MDFF show in the arena and accept one of our challenges that we have for you guys. It's a head-to-head. If you have a Yahoo or Sleeper team, 
That's it. If you beat me, your name gets into the raffle at the end of the month. And this is one of the direct links that are live on our social media accounts and on our YouTube account to go ahead directly to one of our challenges on the Flex Fantasy app. The second way to be able to get to the contest is by joining our free DraftKings DFS contest tournament style play. It's free every single week. The link is also in our YouTube comments and will be posted out throughout the weekend. Make sure you catch that. If you win any one of those ways, your name goes into the raffle, the Wheel of Names, as we did last month, and we will be giving out a Jameson Williams jersey heading into the month of November, which I guess the next week I'll probably try to figure out what our giveaway in November is going to be. I like to try to get it around the middle of the month. So that way I know I have it locked in before we get to that point. So maybe I'll tease you guys what that giveaway will be too. But great prizes coming out, and all we want is your participation, your engagement, your sign-up. It doesn't cost you a dime to do it. Speaking of not costing you a dime, it's not costing you a dime for us to give out these winners for our DFS lineup so you guys have the advantage in the contest, but also take some of our advice going into your tournament weekends as well, so hopefully you can win some money. Chaz Flaherty will be on the second half of the show, as he always is. Talk about some of our lock bets and prop bets heading into the weekend so we can win you some money that way as well. That's why it is the Cashing Friday. So, Chris, we're going to kick this thing to you to kick this thing off. We got the quarterback position first. Who do you got? Well, this guy's definitely been disappointing for the beginning of the season, but you saw flashes of what you were hoping for last week, and I'm going with Tom Brady as my quarterback. I love the value of $6,000 taking on an Atlanta Falcons defense that hemorrhages points in the secondary. They've been giving up big plays this entire season, so I love Tom Brady this week. Cheater, cheater, pumpkin eater. Stealing my quarterbacks once again. This is an every-week concept with you, but look. Tom Brady is $6,000 when he has his weapons back, looking for a reason to get the offense going. We already got a taste of that last week. He loves pumbling the Atlanta Falcons. How could you not? And unfortunately, that is going to be a common play this week, so we'll have to see give you some contrarian plays throughout our lineup. But it's a great way to start off because you don't have to pay up for a Josh Allen or a Jalen Hurts this particular week. You can pay down a little bit at quarterback and still get that elite level upside that you're typically looking for in your DFS lineups. Absolutely. I think that's the key. And you know, we talked about this last week that quarterback's been kind of hit or miss. That's why we were willing to spend up last week. But when you can find a bargain like Tom Brady for 6000 you want to play it. It's been a little rough to be able to do so. Who is your RB1 for our DFS contest? So I'm going with the theme of bounce backs. And then we saw this other guy bounce back last week after kind of a disappointing start for him as well. And Austin Eckler taking on the Cleveland Browns. This Browns defense, you know, I know that they're having some of their defensive line guys returning, some of them. But it didn't matter this entire season. They've been having reaching points left and right. Cleveland's defense has been struggling to stop the run. And I love Austin Eckler both out of the backfield catching the ball and also running the ball. Austin Eckler, $7,800, trying to buy while he's still affordable. Tied for the most targets in the NFL right now at the running back position. And frankly, getting those targets from the running backs has been a bit of a struggle. Not, not coming from some of the guys we normally expect it from, but Eckler still holding it down from that standpoint. And hopefully last week was a sign of things to come. If you have Austin Eckler, that maybe we'll get a little bit less of Joshua Kelly, a little bit less of Sony Michelle. They got to realize they need to get their offense going. And that means Austin has to get going in order for that to happen. I'll, I'll take my guy who also has gotten going the last couple of weeks after a slow start. And that's Derek Henry, baby. $8,200 going up against the Washington Commanders. 
Tennessee has shown that not only see the identity of the offense, but they don't care how they get him the ball anymore. They're going to throw it to him through the air. The whole DraftKings and PPR, I'm getting five targets a game now over the last two weeks. Yeah, sign me up for Derrick Henry, this matchup. I hope that continues, but even if it doesn't, this pitiful offensive line has found a way to at least create enough of a hole to let Derrick Henry do the rest. And that's why I go over 100 yards last week. I think he gets over 100 yards again this week. Yeah, one of the few running backs that you can hand the ball 22, 20 times and get 100 yards anymore in the backfield. And a guy who's easy to lose is finding his, his, his you know, niche and also finding his ball, catching the ball out of the backfield. You know, they don't have trail on Burks. They're going to see Derek Henry catching the ball out of the backfield. So nice matchup, nice, you know, smash spot, spending the money, but Derek Henry's been paying off. Yes, indeedy. Uh, who's your RB2? So this is more of a hopeful guy that we haven't seen him kind of bounce back, but maybe he will. Maybe finally, if he actually plays, going to Alvin Kamara, going yeah. to the well one more time. Alvin Kamara, $6,600. I mean, you're taking on the Seattle team that you just saw Jamal Williams have two touchdowns, 100-something yards, you know, over 30-something DFS points. So Alvin Kamara, if he could just be Alvin Kamara to a little bit, A, Dalton gives you hope there could be some check down opportunity. We're talking about, you know, the backs catching the ball. This is one of the better chances we could have that about to happen. Going to Alvin Kamara, $600, like I said, trying to buy him while they're cheap. He says he's good to go. He's chopping at the bit. We do like the Andy Dalton matchup for him. I need him. Not just DFS. I mean, look, Chris, you know, you've been with me all summer long. We had Alvin Kamara as a first-round grade because we kept harping on he's not going to get suspended. So he's one of the few running backs that should catch the ball, right? But that hasn't been the, ha- the case the two games he has played. That has to happen this week. Again, Andy Dalton helps with that. Him being 100% back healthy also helps with that, which hopefully is what we'll see. So, yeah, for my redraft purposes, I really do hope that you're right. Now that Kamara has a big, big game. My RB2 should be no surprise. Come on now. It's Raheem Mostert against the New York Jets. I've been rolling him out every single week that I possibly can, and now he's overtaken Chase Edmonds officially as a starting running back. So I'm going to roll him out even more. And he only jumped up $500. He went from 4500 the last couple of weeks. This week, he's at 5000 I think with Teddy Bridgewater at the quarterback position, they're going to have to lean on the running game a little bit more. That's been Raheem Mostert to this point. He's got a good shot to bust one of those big Mostert runs against the New York Jets. Yeah, and one of the you know there's only few running backs you can even take a shot at for five thousand dollars. So definitely one of the more upside guys for the cheaper price tag. Who's your wide receiver one? Who's anchoring down that wide receiving core this week? So I'm going to continue with my theme of bounce back opportunities. I'm going to go with Gabriel Davis. I think Gabe Davis kind of, you know, has been somebody people have been written off. I think this is going to be a contrarian play in a lot of ways, but I love the matchup playing a Pittsburgh Steelers defense. That's not the Steelers anymore. Uh, Mika Fitzpatrick's kind of still trying to become, you know, not sure if he's going to play again. Um, their secondary is banged up. No TJ Watt as well. I think this is going to be a big Gabriel Davis week. I think that, you know, Isaiah McKenzie may or may not play. We know there's no James Crowder. I think Gabriel Davis is that guy who's going to shine this week. And I like the price tag of $6,400. Yeah, he's got tremendous upside. We know what he can do with touchdowns. The big thing is he practiced in full this week. I think he's been hindered by that ankle. It's not going to be as much of an issue this week, hopefully. Isaiah McKenzie's going to play. He's a little bit banged up by the concussion, so we'll have to wait and see. And to your point, yes, this Pittsburgh Steelers defense is not the same defense without T.J. Watt. I don't know why one player can make the secondary really good and the run defense really good at the same time, but he seems to be able to do that without him. This is a dead fish in water against a really good Buffalo offense that is kind of looking to get back on track, kind of been off the snide a little bit the last couple of weeks, at least to their standards. So I like Gabriel Davis there, and because he's been a bit of a hit-or-miss play, yes, I do think 
more common people are not going to have him in their tournament lineups necessarily, but it's a great play by you. I went with A.J. Brown That's for $7,500 going up against the Arizona Cardinals. Hasn't really had, he had a nice game week one, but he hasn't really had that signature big A.J. Brown week yet. It's a good matchup against the Arizona Cardinals for that had an opportunity to happen this week. Come on now. Come on now. I think it's going to be A.J. Brown all the way. We'll take a quick break because we got a question coming in. Only dribble Devonta Smith or Olave this week. It is Chris Olave. It's not particularly close because I have Devonta Smith more as a low-end wide receiver two, high-end wide receiver three this week. I got Olave locked in my top 16. How about you, Chris? Yeah, I'm going to have Olave. So you're still, you know, I don't know if Smith's been produced in the last few weeks, but A.J. Brown still should be the alpha in that passing game. Goddard should have a good, good matchup as well. You know, Arizona hasn't stopped any tight ends. So there's a lot of different mouths to feed. While Chris Olave is pretty much, other than Alvin Kamara, is pretty much the only pass catcher left in Seattle. I'm going to start with New Orleans. Yeah, whenever we're live, guys, don't feel free to ask your questions. We'll be here all the time. Getting back to our DFS lineups, though, Chris, I want to know, who'd you go with that wide receiver, too? So I'm going to go with Terry McLaurin. Um, Terry McLaurin's another guy who's been disappointing and might be a possible contrarian play, but I love the matchup versus Tennessee. I look what Michael Pittman did. I even saw Paris Campbell actually have a catch last week. So if somebody can catch the ball versus, you know, Paris Campbell can get a catch versus you. <laughs> gives me an opportunity that I think Terry McLaurin is actually going to get back to what he's supposed to do. No, uh, no Joha Watson this week. Uh, no, possibly no Thomas to tight end position either. So there's a lot of different mouths that are getting kind of taken away. I like the opportunity for Terry McLaurin. I like the big shots. And Brian Robinson, if he does return at the running back, gives him some of that play action opportunity as well. So Terry McLaurin is the guy that I'm riding this week. Yeah, I mean, don't forget too. I mean, Curtis Samuel is going to play, but he's he's coming off an illness. He might not be feeling 100% himself either. So they might be sitting there taking shots at Terry McLaurin for a majority of the game. I wouldn't really be surprised about that. So I do like the play there. I went with a stack. I went with Chris Godwin. So Tom Brady's $6,000. Godwin is $5,900 on DraftKings. It's just an absolute steal in a smash matchup, for, again, for an offense that looks like they're ready to hit that next gear. Yeah, you know, Godwin didn't necessarily look as explosive as you're kind of used to him, but he definitely caught the ball, and all you care about is four-point PPR leagues and catching him. And he's definitely somebody that Tom Brady's looking to get the feature. And as I talked about before, Atlanta defense is definitely something you can exploit. I know Oliver might be returned this week, but he's still going to have his first week back in the slot. Godwin's a great matchup. And, I, and I feel like I feel like I want to guarantee a touchdown for Chris Godwin here. I, I, I feel like he's going to get a touchdown against Atlanta. I feel like I was guaranteed. I was guaranteed to get 68 catches, too. Like I feel like that's yeah. like the floor almost. Yeah, exactly. So who's your wide receiver three? Is usually we take a few more shots, get a little contrarian here. Well, I'm going for the guy that maybe I'm not sure it's a shot or contrarian, but a guy that I think is an absolute stud. And with, you know, by attrition, I'm, I think he becomes an even bigger stud. Drake London, I'm going $5,900. So by a guy you can take advantage of for the price tag while it's still cheap. No Kyle Pitts this week. This land team's got to score points for us at Tampa Bay defense. And, you know, Tampa Bay's defense is better, but they still can give up points. We saw Patrick Mahomes have a nice game. I know it was, Travis Kelsey was one of the guys that was featured. You saw different receivers be involved. Don't worry about different receivers. Worry about this one receiver getting the ball. I love Drake London this week. Yeah, I mean, no Kyle Pitts. Yes, it's a tough matchup on paper, but Atlanta's going to have to come back from behind. It's not going to be the Cleveland game. It's not going to be a weather game where Mariota only throws the ball 15 times and only completes seven passes. Drake London's already been really good. They move him all around. That's the plus side with him. If Antoine Winfield's going to be on him in the slot, well, he's a foot taller, so I'm not too worried about it at the end of the day. So, yeah, I do like the play of Drake London. It's your wide receiver three. I wanted to make sure that I went contrarian with a high upside mix at my third receiver spot, and I also wanted to make sure that I got a team that's have to come back from behind 
to go in this matchup as well. So I went with George Pickens at $4,300. Kenny Pickett came in, and what did he do? He only had eyes for George Pickens. Look, I don't think Deontay Johnson, as far as your redraft leagues, is going to get completely left out here. He's still going to be the number one guy featured in that offense. But George Pickens automatically catapults Chase Claypool with Kenny Pickett in at the quarterback position. That was very obvious when he came in last week in the second half. I think that's something that continues. And with Buffalo so banged up in their secondary right now, I think there actually are some opportunities for them to hit some big plays. So that's why I'm taking George Pickens here at $4,300, even while the tough matchup in pay- on paper. Yeah, it's going to be an interesting matchup. I'm curious to see how it could carry it will be because a lot of people have been dying to play George that's Pickens true. and been dying that's to kind of see him. So after the last I week, game, I put him in my lineup. So, <laughs> yeah, no, for you it's different, but for a lot of people, because you know, after the hundred yard game, they're definitely going to be excited. And I think that you've seen precedent for this before. You know, we get Noah Brown what he did with when Cooper Cup took over, not Cooper Cup, I'm sorry, Cooper Rush took over. A lot of times when you have the guy that you're used to throwing the ball, especially in practice, that's who you're going to go to. So you go to the guy you're comfortable with. Obviously, he's more comfortable with Pickens because that's who he came in with, that's who he practices with. So that's where he's going to probably throw it to if he has the opportunity to do so. All right, all right. Who's your tight end? Yeah, so the tight end position was interesting this week. So I, you know, you'd rather spend up, spend down. I went all the way down, but I think it's going to be a home run swing. I went with Jawan Johnson. Uh, talk about that Saints and who else is going to catch the ball. Jawan Johnson is going to catch that ball. You saw TJ Hawkinson have a better yeah. game than he had the last six games. Well, he had four catches last week. Sure. Um, so it has been somebody who's been – he's number one guy that they target at a tight end position. He's been a guy that he's been utilizing more and more as, you know, Michael Thomas has been kind of out and the other guys have been out. So Jawan Johnson to me is in a smash spot. A guy who's only $3,000. People kind of forget about him. But Seattle's been horrible to every versus every tight end this entire year. Now are you confident so, it's Jawan Johnson or is it Taysom Hill? It could be Taysom Hill mixed in, but from what I'm seeing, especially snap-wise, Taysom Hill's been more utilized as kind of a gadget guy and still kind of uses tight end once in a while. Trotman's the blocker, and Jawan Johnson the pass catcher. Jawan Johnson had 47 pass um, routes run on 65 at a tight end position last week, so that's the guy I think is the pass catcher in of the situation. Okay, okay. I like it. Nice contrarian play. Taking a dart throw, paying down cheap. I want Tyler Higby. I'm not taking dart throws. I'm taking the guy who has the most targets at the tight end position. Not a great matchup on paper. Don't care when you're getting 15 targets as a tight end. It's Cooper Cup and it's Tyler Higby. I don't think that suddenly changes this week. It's been that way for four straight weeks now. I don't think it's going to change on a short week coming off the Monday night game either. So give me Tyler Higby with that safe floor. If he gets in the end zone, we're talking about a tight end one. Yeah, it's a nice play. I absolutely like it. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. Hi, I'm Maria. And I'm Mike. And we're Team Team Ready. Black Hills Energy knows your home is where your heart is, so they want you to be ready. It's all about keeping you safe, prepared, and making your home as energy efficient as possible. Everything from how to weatherize your home to how to stay safe during extreme weather. Be ready for anything. Go to blackhillsenergy.com slash team ready. Okay, so let's move on to the flex then. Go ahead. Um, 
So the flex was difficult for me because I love both these guys in the backfield, but you had to pick one. So I'm going with the guy who's so far shown the bigger check record scoring-wise. I'm going with Damian Harris for the Patriots versus the Green <clears throat> Sorry, the Packers. Sorry, the Packers. The Lions. Get it out. Get it out. There yeah, I'm sorry. Third time. Versus Detroit time. Lions. Yeah, I can get it out. Um, <laughs> I don't know if anybody saw last week. Rashad Penny kind of went ape shit. So maybe, just maybe, you watched every running back go against Detroit go over 100 yards, basically. They have a hard time tackling guys. Damian Harris, while he's kind of the forgotten guy, has been scoring a lot of points in DFS. He does not still get to pass usage, but even with Stevenson being more involved in all these past situations, Damian Harris has been outscoring him every single week. And coming up a 19-point performance last week, same quarterback play. Well, I'm sorry, Axel got knocked out the first play, but same quarterback, basically, um, situation. Damian Harris is my left $600. Yeah, I'd, I'll, I'll spoiler alert. I had them both as my value plays again. I had them in value plays last week. I also have a value plays again this week because they didn't quite crack my lineup, but they're definitely steals at their price points in a matchup like this against Detroit. In case you missed the news, Bailey Zappi will be the starting quarterback on Sunday. So that means there's, there's going to lean on the running backs even more than, than they even would have than they already do without Mac Jones. So, yeah. You gotta love Dan, by the way, I understand his name is Slash Zappi now. Slash, slash going Zappi. It's a, slash. Axel and yeah. Slash. Yeah, yes. I like that. Very, very nicely done. Uh, we got, uh, so, okay, so you went your flex, and then my flex, I'm going with Isaiah McKenzie. You got clear from concussion protocol. James Crowder is out of the way. McKenzie's been scoring touchdowns anyway, even with splitting time with James Crowder in the slot. And the Steelers, as bad as they are on the perimeter, they're even worse in the slot position against receivers. So firing up Isaiah McKenzie, he's only $5,000. You want to talk about a big play guy at that price point who's in a high-powered offense. These are the type of guys you die for in DFS. So that's why I lined him up in my lineup this week. Yeah, definitely a sweet matchup. You know, the Steelers, for some reason, took one of the guys that was a top-rated slot corner, Mike Hilton, and moved him outside this season, and it's definitely blowing up in their faces. As you alluded to, the slot position is something you can definitely easily expose. McKenzie's going to be having the, you know, the lack of targets to other guys. Crowder won't be out there. Who knows how long you know, Shakira or anybody else will kind of mixed in. McKenzie has the opportunity to kind of be that guy who gets featured, especially underneath the routes. I like the upside. Who is your defense? So, you know, I just know I'm not big on spending on defense, but this defense has been very productive, and I think it's like a steal for me, and I can't believe it's this cheap. Well, the Dallas Cowboy defense, $2,500, taking on the Rams. I guess people still think the Rams were good from last year, but I, I don't know if they said this year's version of the Rams. Uh, Matthew Zephyr sacked 16 times. Uh, Dallas gets got a good pressure. Um, the Rams haven't scored over 20-something points. Dallas hasn't given up over 20-something points the entire season yet. I'm looking for a great matchup for this Dallas Cowboy defense, a get-right where they can make some interceptions, maybe cause turnovers. Love to see for $2,500. Yeah, we're going to be talking about that game later when we talk about our bets for the week, too. Uh, great play. I almost went with them, but I decided I wanted to take a defense that was playing a quarterback, a starting quarterback, mind you, who's 34th, 34th in QBR right now because they're that terrible. Even though there's only 32 teams, this quarterback who's been starting all season long is 34th, and that's against Baker Mayfield. So I took the San Francisco 49ers defense Baker is awful, and that means a lot of points for the defensive side who should dominate the line of scrimmage. Just getting a lot of healthy play, getting a lot of players back on their defensive side, especially in the secondary this week as well. 
So yeah, I'm firing up the 49ers at $3,800, paid up a little bit, but I think it's going to be well worth it when Baker Mayfield throws like five interceptions. Yeah, I'm never a big spender on defense, but I will say this is one of the matchups where Joey Bosa might actually get all the points for you, make it all worth it. <laughs> Nick Bosa, come on. Sorry, Nick Bosa. <laughs> I, the guy who's never hurt, okay? Not not yeah. his brother who's always hurt. I don't I don't think I don't think Baker's gonna know the difference by the time he gets off up there in that game. <laughs> that's yeah, that's valid. All right, Chris. So uh, actually before we get into our our um sleeper bets or, or our value picks, I should say. Again, I just want to reiterate, if you want to win the Jameson Williams October giveaway, there's two ways to do it. You sign up at Flex Fantasy at flex.fan slash bellyupff. You take me on MDFF show in the arena, or you hit our direct challenge link at the Flex Fantasy app. Right there, it's available to you on our YouTube comments, or it will be available to you on our social media pages at Show. If you beat me, it's the best ball-style format with your Yahoo or Sleeper League. If you beat me, then your name will go into the raffle at the end of the month for the giveaway. The second way to be able to enter is to enter our free DraftKings DFS contest lineups here, our tournaments. Again, the link is in the YouTube descriptions, in the YouTube comments, and it's also available on social media at Show. And all we want is your engagement, your participation, and your sign-up. And you can get possibly one of these, the Jameson Williams autographed Alabama jersey, which will be worth some money someday when he makes the Hall of Fame. Because I guarantee you that because he's a great receiver. But on that note, Chris, let's talk about our value plays. They didn't quite crack our lineups. We do like them from a DFS standpoint, so keep these guys in mind. Let's start off with your quarterback. Yeah, so one of the quarterbacks in the situation is talk about Seattle's defense has been hemorrhaging points. You saw Derek Off have a huge game last week. Andy Dalton, $5,200. Can't believe we going with the red, red rifle, but that price tag, the opportunity, the nice matchup, and a game that he can kind of throw short passes and still be effective. So loving Andy Dalton's value this week. Yeah, and I feel like that could be a, a really good head-to-head matchup play, too, uh, especially if you can pay up other positions that maybe other people aren't thinking about when you're going up against them head-to-head. Uh, I definitely like it for that reason. I have Carson Wentz at $5,700. So because he's been such a bum the last two weeks, I don't think too many people are going to be itching to play him. But what you seem to fail to remember is that when he plays against a, a bottom-10 defense against quarterbacks or against the passing games in general, he lights it up. He puts over 30 fantasy points up when he does that. When he plays against tough defenses, he puts up less than 10. Well, guess what? The Tennessee Titans are the fifth worst defense against the quarterback position so far this season. Matt Ryan, you guys all saw the Thursday night game. Matt Ryan put up 356 yards and two touchdowns against this team. Carson Wentz will have a nice game in this one, and no one's going to want to play him, and he's only $5,700. I'm going to throw one more thing just icing in the cake. Daniel Jones had a game-winning drive versus that defense. Just yeah, to still, uh, Daniel Jones is so bad, he's still only on 188 yards in that game, but he did have a game-winning drive. <laughs> All right, I, already, I already told you guys what my running back values were because Chris kind of hinted on it. Damian Harris from Andre Stevenson, I think you can go with either one, $5,600, $5,500. So, Chris, who's your running back value picks? I mean, I might be sounding like I'm just going to be pounding on this game, but I'm going Rashad Petty. Going the opposite way, $5,300. Um, yeah, Rashad Penny versus the guy who's played 70% of the snaps the last two weeks but since Travis Homer has been out. You didn't see T.J. Jobs with the 4% of the snaps. Kenny, Ken, uh, Kenneth Walker is questionable. So Rashad Penny is taking on a playing. Saints they defense. Oh, uh, yeah, he's obviously playing. And um, But Rashad Penny is taking on a defense that we're kind of living off what the Saints defense used to be versus the run. 
They have not been the same run defense. Disappointing as Dalvin Cook has been. Dalvin Cook almost had 90 over running yards last year. We, we go through the numbers, look at the Saints defense. They've been hemorrhaging yards for the running game. So I look at a guy like Cordell Patterson, for example. I look at the Saints defense. It's definitely not the same Saints defense. I love the value. $5,200 for a guy who could be an RB1. I mean, Patterson only had 40 yards rushing against them, and and Dalvin Cook got to 90 on 20 carries. So it did take quite a bit to get to that mark. It did. Um, but I also think that Rashad Penny is one of those guys that he's going to get most of the carries. Like I said, he's been paying 60% of the snaps, so I think he can easily approach those numbers. That would, that would, that would be interesting. I don't know if he's going to be a good match against the Saints, but we'll, we'll keep that one in tabs, and we'll visit, revisit that after Sunday for sure. Uh, let's talk about wide receivers. So I actually I had to do a mix match right before the show. So my my sleeper value wide receiver was McKenzie, who I wound up putting in my flex for the lineup, you know, just before we went live anyway. So who's your wide receiver value pick? I go with Robert Woods. Uh, Robert Woods isn't going the other way. Um, you put the Washington defense or Washington's offense, but Tennessee's got a pre- offense going against their Washington defense and also hemorrhages points. Robert Woods is kind of the guy who's been slowly but surely beginning and finding his niche. Um, had a touchdown back-to-back weeks, went over 100 yards two weeks ago. So Robert Woods is a guy that I think had a great value, $1,500 price tag versus defense that's 30th um, in DFS. So at tight end, I'll just give mine real quick. To tight end, I want David Njoku at $3,800. Of course, assuming he's going to be healthy. But a guy for a tight end position who's been pretty good the past couple of weeks I was shocked that he was only $3,800 heading into this week. And it was Logan Thomas, but after the calf injury, I had to move it around. So it wound up being David Njoku as my sleeper value at $3,800. We'll see. I mean, we haven't seen that game where Njoku's good when Amari Cooper's also good. And I do think they're going to have more of an emphasis to get Cooper the ball this week. So that remains to be seen. But the tight end position, when you get at that price point, there aren't too many guys who've actually produced so far this season. He's been one of them. Well, I'll give you another one who's produced even better than he has and more consistently. That's Tyler Conklin. Like I told you guys last week, the one, that, you know, the one thing that's going to be a commonality between Zach Wilson and Joe Flacco is Tyler Conklin's still going to get the ball and get targeted. Um, so Tyler Conklin playing a nice matchup this week. Love the price tag, $3,700 versus Miami's defense, 28th versus tight end position. So I'm going Tyler Conklin as a good value. Yeah, and, and look, Zach Wilson, he, he sprayed around last week, and, and yeah, no, he didn't have the same volume as a Joe Flacco, but I believe Conklin still had five targets for three catches and 53 yards last week. Yeah, 53 yards. He still had eight points, and he is only one of the few tight ends who has, you know, hasn't scored less than eight points. That was his first non-double-digit points is the whole season. Right. Look, again, I don't think Zach was going to throw it as much, but against this matchup, he was still involved, even though Wilson was throwing a little bit less and still spreading it around. That's the major point here. A tight end who's still involved and he's got a good matchup here. So I do like the Conklin value play there as well. Chris, what we're going to do is take a quick break. When we come back on the other side, we got Chaz Filardi from Sports, well, not Sports Betting Weekly. I'm sorry. Wake and Bake. I got to get used to that. Wake and Bake. And then we'll talk about our lock bets of the weekend and some prop bets for you guys at the very end because it's a cashing Friday and we want you guys to win some money. So everybody stay tuned to the MD's Fantasy Football Show. We'll be back right after this. Football is back, baby. And our new sponsor, True Classic, wants you to look and feel your best even after a couple of brewskis or going full force on your fantasy football draft. Sure, it's football season, but it's also butt-to-couch season. Luckily, True Classic has the absolute best-fitting clothing a man can buy. Snug in the arms and chest with a little extra space in the torso, their t-shirts are designed to keep you cozy and highlight your best assets no matter what you're up to. 
So if your special someone is upset that you're watching football all day, at least you can look good doing it. True Classic has already helped over 2 million men find a perfect fit at an affordable price. Our listeners get access to the best deal they offer. For a limited time only, get 25% off with the promo code BELLYUPFANTASY at trueclassic.com. Almost all men's t-shirts are designed to look good on skinny models with six-packs, but most of us aren't packing anything but a few beers. Fellas, you are wearing the wrong clothes. True Classic tees taper off towards the bottom, but they fit tighter around the chest and shoulders. It's time to highlight your best attributes with a t-shirt you can always confidently throw on. It's about time to get your fit together, so upgrade your wardrobe with True Classic and get 25% off at trueclassic.com with promo code BELLYUPFANTASY. Free shipping included on purchases over $100. That's 25% off at trueclassic.com with the promo code BELLYUPFANTASY. If there's one bet you should make this football season, it's on True Classic. True Classic, look good, feel good. is the MD's Fantasy Football Show with Dan Mader, giving you the X's and O's of all things fantasy. Welcome back into this Cashing Friday here on the MD's Fantasy Football Show. Thank you for tuning in live on our YouTube channel or on bellyup.tv. Please subscribe to our YouTube channel so you can always catch our content there. Or download us on the Foxy Network app on your LG, Roku, Samsung, or Fire TV devices and look for the Belly Up Sports TV category. Or just stay up to date with the show when you go on the go. And download us on your favorite podcast app and give us a five-star review. I'm your host, Dan Mater, joined here with Chris Dowhauer. And we got Chaz Flaherty joining the show. Gentlemen. I'm actually a little late for class today, so I'm doing some of my hum- homework as you take attendance. <laughs> I remember those always, days. Always, always a good ten, five and ten minutes. You squeeze it in. You're like, oh, I just got like you know one more page of math problems. I just gotta like knock out. Real Chris, quick. what do you have for seventeen? Number seventeen, Chris. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Hey, let me see your homework real quick. That was, that was the line. Yeah, yeah my exactly. dog ate it. What are you talking about? <laughs> So we got our, we got our bets. This is our bet special, our bet segment here. And um, Chaz, you know, we got to go through these games. Uh, so we'll just get started, and then we can talk about how you've been doing this week and everything like that. Let's talk about the London game first. We got the Giants, the Packers, Packers minus seven and a half. And this is one of my lock bets of the week. Lock them in. It's a lock. The Giants are about to run into a buzzsaw of the Green Bay Packers. I love that Aaron Rodgers already came out and said, I'm going to be looking to air it out for the first time this season in London. I am tired of the hype that I've been having to hear about the New York Giants secondary and how great they are when they play teams like Tennessee and Chicago. And Chris, help me out. I mean, Carolina, like they played every worst passing group in the entire NFL. Dallas with Cooper Rush. And I got to hear about how great the secondary is. Look, I want to give Martin Dale credit. He's blitzing. He's taking the fight to the offense. He's not laying, He's not being dictated to, especially when he doesn't have that much talent. Bravo. They already lost Robinson for the season on the other side. Adoree Jackson is a journeyman bust first rounder at this point. Let's stop jumping, shoving it down my throat that the Giants have this elite secondary all of a sudden because they played absolutely nobody. Aaron Rodgers now has receivers he trusts. 
They're about to lay it up and run into a big-time buzzsaw on Sunday, which is why I'm locking in the Green Bay Packers at minus 7.5 Sunday morning. What do you think, Chaz? You know, we talked about uh, the Chiefs. Remember last year when the Chiefs were really good, but they never covered? Yes. You know what? The Packers are kind of falling into that trap. And this is a game where they should win this. This should be the game. If anybody's given 14, this should be the game they're given 14. So I I agree with you. But remember, I got burned on the Packers last week. And I got burned again at halftime. So you know what? Uh, you start burning me more than once. I mean, if the girl cheats on you, right? You go back and she <laughs> cheats on again. Who you? Who you kidding? It's not her. It's you. So listen to this. In the first quarter, they're two and sixteen in their last eighteen games. That's more than a full season. So they start off bad. I might wait. I might wait on this game. See what happens. You know, that's the downside about, you know, data, guys. Sometimes it tells you to sit and wait, and then you realize you were wrong. You should have bet the Packers from the get-go. They go up 14 nothing in the first quarter. But I, I'm going to I'm gonna hold off and see if I can get the Packers, uh, you know, uh, under six, five and a half, somewhere around there. So I'm a live action. But for me, what does that mean? i got to set the alarm for 6.30 in the morning. Yeah, I was gonna say, that's going to be rough for you. However, I'll go to church when I'm done. <laughs> oh, there you go. <laughs> Chris, that's actually a decent point because last week, a lot of fantasy owners got burned on the Alvin Kamara thing, especially on the West Coast, because that was a late inactive and everybody was asleep for it because, I mean, what are you supposed to do on a Sunday? So my advice all week long to anybody who's on the West Coast, while I don't expect in this particular game with the Giants and the Packers for anybody to be like a late surprise inactive, we should be pretty good there. Maybe just like set the alarm for six o'clock, open up one eye, just double check, and then just go back to sleep after that. That's excellent advice because it really, it, there's nothing worse than when you wake up and you say, why is my guy, why do they, why they keep showing my guy on the bench, you know, and you got to go turn the, find the remote because, you know, it's Sunday morning early. Somebody lost a remote last night, so you're digging in the couch, and all you know is they keep go, showing your guy on the bench, but he ain't playing, and then you find out he was a late scratch, and that is why they call it a surprise. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car, before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hi, I'm Maria. And I'm Mike. And we're Team Team Ready. Black Hills Energy knows your home is where your heart is, so they want you to be ready. It's all about keeping you safe, prepared, and making your home as energy efficient as possible. Everything from how to weatherize your home to how to stay safe during extreme weather. Be ready for anything. Go to blackhillsenergy.com slash team ready. Yeah. But, Chris, what do you think about Chaz, the Packers? Okay, Chris, sorry. I was going to say, Chaz, that's why I think the best thing to do, the only time I want to get there early in the morning in the West Coast is on wake and baking. So that, I think it's the only time I want to <laughs> deal with any of that. No doubt so, about it, because you know what? It, well, it, it, especially if you're, like, taking the time to clean anything in the morning, once you're, you know, like, uh, whether you use the rubbing alcohol, whatever you're using to clean to get all that resin and stuff out of there, you're up by the time you do that. 20 minutes of cleaning your ball will wake you up pretty darn quick. <laughs> 
Chris, are you with me on my lock bet for the Green Bay Packers? Well, Chaz is right. Green Bay has not been covering. Aaron Rodgers hasn't necessarily been himself this year. Um, you know, the giant defense and Brian Gable have, you know, Richie James is the – no, I can't keep ranking up stuff. Look, the <laughs> Packers should win this game. I know and I understand where, where Chaz is coming from. Last week you watched Brian Zappi take this Packer team to overtime somehow. So there's definitely going to be some concern about what, what, what really is this Packer team. Aaron Rodgers, when he makes something, says something out loud, when he has that, when he wants to show off in the sense, usually backs up what he says. He wanted to be in London. He's making a big thing about being in London. I don't know if this is after career type of thing he's pushing right now, but obviously he's put on a show. You said last year, didn't you know? <laughs> it's something, something along those lines. I think he, he's definitely going to be, you know, with the axe to grind. My only concern, my only concern is because Green Bay gives up a lot of rushing yards, you can run the ball versus them. This game could be a really, really quick game because both teams love to play slow pace, and that could just keep the score low, and that's the only thing I would be most concerned about. I'm not concerned. It's a buzzsaw for the Giants. The Packers win this game handily. Let's move on, though, to our 1 o'clock matchup. Going to the Chaz's backyard. The Chargers and the Cleveland Browns. This game is in Cleveland. The Chargers are still favored, though, on the road. At minus two, and that is where I would put my money. The over-under set at 47. I'm always going to take the better quarterback in this situation. What do you think, Chaz? Yeah, I've got some stats that if you if you're betting the Chargers, you probably want to bet them early. In the second half, they're two and eleven against the spread in their last thirteen games overall. However, eight of their last ten have gone over the number. And I talked to uh, the guys over in Lima. Lima, Ohio, actually not far from the the, the home of the, the original home of Belly Up Sports, right? But mm-hmm. I, I went with the over as my play in this game. Okay, fixing some points. What do you think is going to happen in this game, Chris? I think Cleveland's going to win this game. I think this is going to be a Ooh. tough game, bad, bad matchup for the Chargers. I know people are feeling better about the Chargers. And Justin Herbert looked good last week. Maybe he's healthy. This Cleveland defense is not good, but it will keep the game kind of closer. And this offense is going to be a problem for this Charger defense. I think they're going to out-physical them, and they're going to beat them up, and the Chargers are going to wish they would have stayed west. <laughs> we'll see what happens on then. And then our next game up is the Pittsburgh Steelers and the Buffalo Bills, which, of course, is the biggest spread of the weekend. The Bills favored at minus 14 at home against the Pittsburgh Steelers with the new rookie quarterback, Kenny Pickett, taking over. I guess I would bet the Bills. I usually stay away from lines like this, but they are two touchdowns at least better than the Pittsburgh Steelers are right now, I'd, I'd have to say. What do you think, Chaz? The data is telling me the same thing here, that that uh, Pittsburgh doesn't do well, but Buffalo, nor does Buffalo do well early. But in the second half, exactly why on Wake and Bake, all our guests have mute buttons. Yeah, well, because whether it's the coffin, you know, <laughs> they, they have the gurgling of the bong, the gurgling of the bong. It's hard to take anything serious. If you're like at a Zoom call for work and also you hear the gurgling <laughs> of a bong, you know, come on, guys, I'm working here. What are you doing to me? But listen to the second half numbers in their last nine. Buffalo has and you saw what they did against Baltimore. They shut them out. Yeah. Uh, they, they're eight and one. For the second half, and on the road, they're seven one for the second half. So same thing with me here. Uh, you know, I, I I might have I might have a second half parlay with the Packers and and the the Bills. I like that. I like that. Chris, does Buffalo cover the biggest spread of the year? Well, you know, I'm usually not big on the big spreads, and this game, I'm definitely going to stick with you know 
that I'm definitely betting on Buffalo because I look at this team there. I'm sorry, Pittsburgh's bad. And I don't think Pickett's going to be the answer. I don't think the rookie's going to magically change the thing. Buffalo's defense, their front four gets a lot of pressure. The offensive line's not good. This is going to be pretty ugly pretty quickly. Remember, they're the, reigning, they're the reigning number one defense, and they went all the way to the, they played in the, the final four, didn't well, they? Well, while I was yeah. clamoring for we were, I was clamoring for Pickett to play over Trubisky. We're going to find out why I was not a big Pickett fan in the first place this week as well, though. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, the Bills secondary is banged up this week, so this might be the only saving grace that they have. But ultimately, there's just an overmatched team right now, and there's no no doubt about it. Another overmatched team, and my next lock them in pick of the week. Lock them in. It's a lock. Apparently, this line's moved a half a point since then, but I would still lock them in. So the Buccaneers are now favored ten points against the Atlanta Falcons. The over is forty six. I am taking the Bucks again. Talk about a team that's going to run to a buzzsaw. The Giants are going to run a buzzsaw with the Packers. The Falcons are about to run to a buzzsaw with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers when Tom Brady finally has all of his weapons back and wants to get back on pace. So, yeah, I am locking in the Buccaneers minus 10 this week as well. Well, if you guys have ever been in love and had your heart broken, you know how hard it is to go to work because your mind drifts. You think about that time you spent at the Louvre or your, the island that you own in the South Pacific. You just think about these things, and it's hard to focus. I think everybody understands Atlanta has, is perfect, right, against the spread this year. They are. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I'm just trying to make fun of it. <laughs> yeah, I know. Here's the thing. I don't know. Does – does Tom Brady have to go on a dating app and swipe and stuff like everybody else? What do you think? It's tough when you're an older guy and you're, you're single. I feel out like there. he probably has like a personal assistant who like matches, swipes him for him. He has a swiper for him. Yeah, yeah, like he doesn't. He doesn't swipe him. It's Tom Brady. He doesn't swipe himself. Give yeah, I don't really think we're gonna uh, worry about his love life, huh? No, not not in a little bit. And you know what? This this whole like narrative going on around him, knowing Tom Brady, he's somehow going to use this as fuel for his fire. And that's this is like how he's going to win the Super Bowl or something like like I just I just feel like that's what's going to wind up happening. But <laughs> well, his, you know, his brand, his brand could do all kinds of things and have fun with this situation. There's no, no doubt about it. One hundred percent. We'll we'll see. We'll, we'll see. Look, he, he was given ultimatum. He'll retire at the end of this year. Here's the deal with Fox. They'll, they'll make up. They'll be all right. Yeah, but, yeah. but Chris, what do you think for this game? Yeah, I, I like the confidence that you have, and I'm excited by what I saw from Tom Brady last week, but I do not share the optimism that they're going to cover. This is not a game that I want to I want to touch, but I think Atlanta's actually going to give Tampa Bay a good game. I think Tampa Bay wins, but I think it's going to be closer. No, Atlanta sucks. Marcus Mariota sucks. Arthur Smith, I think I'm going to be out on him pretty soon, too. Marcus Mariota won me a lot of money when he was wearing the words weird color green. A lot of money. <laughs> Uh, let's talk about the Jets and the Dolphins. This gets really interesting. So the Dolphins are on the road here. They go to New York. They're favored at minus three and a half. The over are set at 45 this week. I don't have this as an underdog pick or a lock them in pick or anything like that. But with Teddy Bridgewater at the quarterback position, I'm taking the Jets plus three and a half in this game. You know what? You guys are a little out of sorts with my lineup. So let me grab that game. 
And, and uh, yeah, I'm pretty sure I thought that. Now, now I know someone here has an opinion on this game, and I'll defer to the guy who, so far this season, is undefeated in our three-team parlays because I don't have anything on that game. Yeah, I don't get a lot of credit for that on this show, though. But um, I, what I will say is I don't, I like the optimism. The thing that, to me, is going to be the big difference is going to be is Howard out there. If Howard's out there, I like the Dolphins. If he doesn't play, I like the Jets. But I think if he plays, his Dolphin defense is going to blitz the hell out of Zach Wilson, and it's going to be a problem for them. That will be interesting to see. Now, it sounds like he's going to play, but he is a game-time decision. So either way, even if he's out there, it's going to be very iffy. iffy. And the same thing with the receivers. I mean, I think that's the big thing yeah. with the Dolphins. You have Hills, you know, is he going to play? Yeah. If they have all their playmakers out there, I like the Dolphins. If they don't, then I think you've got a good, you got a good pick from the Jets. Yeah, this is a game you might want to wait till Sunday to make that that differential. But that's kind of why I'm going with the Jets in this matchup. I think if they can find a way to run it effectively, and you can run it effectively against the Miami Dolphins with Brees Hall, that's where I think the negator could actually wind up being. And with Bridgewater, yes, the receivers, Tyreek Hill and Jalen Waddle, they they can catch and make things happen after the catch and everything like that. But he's going to take even less shots than Tua Tagovailoa would, and that's where I'm like, okay, there's going to be a little bit of a limit in the offense. I think the Jets actually cover. I don't think they win. I think this game does come down to a field goal, and that's why I like the three and a half for the Jets because I see like a a 25-22 type of game. That's what I had projected out for. Anytime anytime you you, you go that far and and you look at the score and work your way back, I'm not a lot of score predicting guy, but I've done it in the past fairly successfully when I'm right. When you're right, that's a valuable tool because it allows you to win. You know know me, we hit eight bets on a game, you, you know, you gotta, you gotta be right on to hit eight bets in a game. This is true. Let's go to our next matchup: the Minnesota Vikings and the Chicago Bears. The Minnesota Vikings at home, favored at minus seven and a half points. The over/under in that game set at forty-four. I didn't make this one of my lock bets of the week, but it was pretty close to it. Minnesota at minus seven and a half. Chicago can't score. They can't do anything offensively. They might find some success running the ball against Minnesota, but I don't know if that really translates into more than 14 points, quite frankly. And I expect Minnesota to score at least 24-plus in this game. So, yeah, I'm taking Minnesota Vikings to cover at minus 7.5 in this matchup. I'm still staying away from the over-under in this game, though. But what do you see, Chaz? Yeah, the Bears have not scored 20 points since last year in a couple road games. It's hard to win football games in high school if you can't score 20 points. Yeah, valid. How about you, Chris? Do you think Minnesota just takes care of business here and moves on? Are we going to see an NFC North muck-em-up divisional rival game? No, I think they should take care of business. The only thing that can kind of ruin it was, you know, Kirk Cousins just implodes, but this isn't a a Monday night game or anything in a (laughs) primetime game, so I think he should be fine. Um, You look at Chicago, it's a bad matchup for them. They're a run-funnel team. The Vikings have been struggling to run the ball, so they're going to actually be able to run the ball. There's no play action. Everything's going to kind of flow. Jefferson, you saw him have his two great games. Well, guess what? When he plays against zone defenses, that's what he does. Chicago plays a lot of zone. I love this matchup for the Vikings. I think they're going to get a lot of things right this week. I imagine I if Kirk Cousin has a, a personal assistant, her or his only job on primetime game days is to keep ESPN off. Don't turn the TV <laughs> on. I don't want to see my record. Yeah, it's pretty, uh, it's pretty dreadful. How about the Patriots and the Lions? So I'm really shocked after the news that Mac Jones was not going to play, this line hasn't really moved much. The Patriots are still favored at minus three against the Lions here. It is in New England, but the, the Lions get Amon Ross St. Brown back. 
I'm taking the Lions in an upset outright, baby. It's not one my it's not my underdog pick of the week, but that is where I'm placing the money. The Lions outright against Bailey Zappi and the New England Patriots. Chris, you can go ahead, I'm gonna kick this to Chris real quick. I know Who's, he has some things to who say. Did, what did you Zappy. just say? That's what my name? point. Bailey Zappi sla- slash yards. slash Zappi. Is slash that Zappy. not? I mean, wasn't he one of the Marx Brothers or something? You would think so. No, no, that doesn't he have like an Italian sauce I saw at the grocery store? Zappy. There you go. That's Marinara. Yeah, exactly. What do you think, Chris? Come on. Detroit covers this, right? I want to be as optimistic as you are. Look, look, New England does some magical things in New England. They really lose to teams that they're better, better than. And the one thing I'd say for Detroit, their offense is pretty good. I like your optimism of St. Brown, but that defense is pretty bad and leaves everybody into the games. This this New England team can run the ball effectively. We talked about the Harris and Stevenson. You saw them take Green Bay to overtime. It's not a game I'd want to touch. I'm touching it. I, I like Detroit. I'm touching it all over. What do you think, Chaz? The, uh, the, just so you know, the, the, the overs are ticking on this game. But if you've watched that uh, Seattle-Detroit game, they scored like 80 points in the second half. So, yeah. uh, you know what? It, that's the thing. How much is the offense? How much is the defense when you're talking about points? It's really a combination of both. If the defenses show up. Then a, a, a good quarterback struggles, and a poor quarterback has no chance. But if it's the other way around, anybody can score, you know? Put in mind, Dan, Detroit's a different team, and Jared Goff's a different player when they play outside. It's Bailey Zappi. I'm not betting on Bailey Zappi. It's Jared Goff on the road outside. <laughs> Just remember what the stats are. I'm just going to tell you that. <laughs> we, will, we will see. Jamal Williams has some success, but we will see. I, I'm going to bet on not Bailey Zappi in that game. Uh, let's talk about the Houston Texans, the Jacksonville Jaguars. The Jaguars are favored at minus seven. The over-unders at a low 43 and a half. I actually like the over in this game because Houston's found a way to score like 17, 20 points. I think Jacksonville put up somewhere between 24, 28. So I really like the over at 43 and a half for sure. I can't in good conscience bet on the Jaguars minus seven yet. I'm just mentally physically emotionally not there at the moment but it's just interesting to see the jaguars are starting to become a legitimate team in people's eyes and houston still sucks so minus seven Chaz, what do you think yeah well here here's some stats there's no really nothing jumping out of me for the overall but on the road in their last seven games the number stayed under for the second half every single game for houston and for jacksonville is actually the eighth game. So they had eight straight second halves go under the number. So both of these teams have gone under the number. Uh, just take that for what you did, what you got to take it for. What do you think, Chris? So I have a little concern. I like Jacksonville to win the game. I would have liked to buy a seven had they had a defensive tackle who got ruled out today. Yeah. So without him, I think that's going to be huge. It allows Pierce to kind of do his thing, which allows Houston's offense to get that 17 to 20 something points. So I don't love the bet, but what I do love is the over. You talked about the over People are kind of underestimating that both these teams play with decent pace. Neither defense is light, you know, world beaters. You have a chance to kind of have some matchups with a big player here or there. I think the over is the play of this on this game. All right, so you're with me on that one. Let's talk about the Tennessee Titans and the Washington Commanders. It's in Washington. The Titans are favored, though, at minus two. This is another over-under at 43. Another over-under I'm taking the over on. I don't know why people think these two teams can't score, you know, 45 points, because that's what I have it as. I have a 45 going into this game total. And I had the Commanders winning at home outright in this matchup, too. I do think Tennessee's the better team. But because this is in Washington 
and Carson Wentz is going to have a better game because he does light up subpar defenses. I'm looking at a 23 to 22 ball game, and that's why the Commanders winning outright. In the second half, Tennessee is 0-5 in their last five against the spread. And then most games are won in the second half. But Tennessee is 8-2 in the first half. So I hope Washington wins for you. <laughs> Chris, what do you think? Yeah, this is not a game I want to touch with a 10-foot pole. This is going to go so many different ways. I agree with you. There's a good chance this could be a high-scoring game. It could easily also be like a 9-6 to game. So that's where I just don't want to touch this game at all. Okay, fine. Let's talk about the Seattle Seahawks and the Saints then. The Saints at home with Andy Dalton are minus five favorites. The over-under set at 45. This is the game I'm not touching. I don't know really what to expect with Andy Dalton. He could just play within himself, and they could cruise to a win in New Orleans where the defense does play very, very well, and they show up that Geno Smith is playing way over his head right now. Or Seattle could continue to surprise us. The Andy Dalton could suck because that's part of his repertoire as well. And this game comes in muck. I'm not touching this game. So is there any data on this game, Chaz, for us to win some money? Yeah, there's a lot of data. In in the first half, Seattle 7-1, and one, including 3-1 and one this year against the spread. Now, this is the Seattle team, right? It's not scoring any points, but they're 3-1 and one against the spread. And all three of those games have gone over the number. Uh, they're 7-1 uh, and one overall in the first half. Whereas in on the road, no, at home, New Orleans is one and six for the first half. So yeah, you know what? They're given points, right? You said New Orleans is given points. Yeah, minus five. Yeah, that could be a money line play for me for Seattle. I may have just talked myself live on the air into a money line bet. There you go. How about you, Chris? We in this game anywhere? Yeah, I like the Saints in this game. I think that they're going to kind of get back. They play well in New Orleans. Typically, it's going to be a game where I think Seattle, you know has got their win last week. I think they'll kind of return to reality to the guy you're alluding to. I think New Orleans is gonna, has been looking for this game, kind of see their season. They lose this game, their season's over, basically. And I like how they played with Andy Dalton last week versus the Vikings. They had some fight. I think these their offense kind of has more of a flow with him than it had with Winston. So I think there's a, a lot of upside that can kind of be met, especially with the Seattle defense that hemorrhages points. Well, especially with Kamara back, too. I think that can make a huge difference as, as, as well. Let's get to my third lock him in pick. Lock him in. It's a lock. Hello, San Francisco 49ers. It's two weeks in a row, guys. I don't usually do this, but I locked them in against the Rams. That paid off. I'm locking them in against the Carolina Panthers. Minus six and a half. Yes, they're on the road. No, I do not care. The over-under in this game is 39 and a half, which is just laughable to me. It's also laughable to me that I, I can't tell you to go over or under on that line either. <laughs> just to make it even more funny. But... Again, I will point out Baker Mayfield, the worst quarterback in the NFL right now. I don't think it gets any better against San Francisco. Chris, you made a point the other day, or maybe it was off air, Carolina giving up a lot of points defensively in the fourth quarter because they're on the field the entire time. I don't think that changes this week either. So give me the 49ers minus six and a half, and I'm locking that in. What do you think, Chaz? Yeah, uh, in their last 10 games overall, Carolina's 1-9 against the spread, 1-8 at home. Um, I also have San Francisco on my plays. Chris? I hear you. This is such a trap game for the 49ers. I think this is going to be an ugly game. The 49ers could pull it out. I just think this game is – you thought last night's game was ugly in scoring-wise. I This game could be even worse. I want no part of this It's, game it's not going to be worse than 12-9. It's, it's, it's not going to be worse than 12-9. 
No, I mean, Chris has got a point, though, because that was such a big, big win. But maybe they're just that good, right? They played the Rams good. Now, the Rams are struggling on offense. But it was in that first four weeks. The first four weeks, we always say bet against whoever won the Super Bowl. This year, you hit 75% of the games. In their last three games, totally, against Seattle, Denver, and the Rams, of course, you know, not great offenses, but decent teams. They've given up 27 points in three games. Well, 27 divided by three. Damn, I should have paid more attention in school. It's not a lot of points. <laughs> no, I don't disagree. They could get mucked up. I'm just saying it's. I disagree that it's. It's not going to be 12 to nine. It's just. It's not going to happen. <laughs> Six three. Six three. <laughs> Touche, sir. Touche. Uh, let's talk about the Eagles and the Arizona Cardinals. Oh, again, on a side note, because I didn't have sure. a chance to look it up. Oh, I'm sorry. Does Does anybody know what the odds were that somebody cashed a ticket Thursday there would no touchdown would be scored in an NFL game? Do you know what the odds no. were? Did you That's see? a good one. I, I don't have no idea. It had to be high, though, right? I, Even I with those two so. teams. I would I would think so, yeah. I have yeah. no idea, though. That would that would have been a big one. It's an interesting hey. one, Chess. right. Yeah. We got um the next game up. We got my fourth and last lock em in pick for the week. Lock them in. It's a lock. That's the Philadelphia Eagles. This line has actually moved even more in my favor since we I since I wrote this down. The Eagles are now favored at minus five flat over the Arizona Cardinals, the last undefeated team in the NFL, the Philadelphia Eagles. The Cardinals have looked completely out of sync, look like they have absolutely no identity. The over-under at 48 and a half is that's a pretty decent over-under, especially when you're talking about an Eagles defense that is elite. Kingsbury, man, I, he's so lucky he got that extension. He's so lucky he got that extension because he would so be on the chopping block right now had that not happened. But unfortunately, he's got to stick around. And unfortunately, I think Arizona is going to get beaten by more than five points this week. So I'm locking in the Philadelphia Eagles here. What do you think, Chaz? Yeah, it's been a long, long time since Arizona covered at home. A long time. I think it's going to continue to be a little bit longer. That's for the first half. They're one and eight against the spread overall. One and eleven in the second half at home. Zero and seven for the game at home. Yeah, I like Philly, but Philly's won me money. I'm going to stick with Philly. Chris, you have some interesting things to say off air with this game. Well, I, well one thing that I can say logically is you know Kingsbury and Arizona are twelve and three against the spread on the road. Um, so that's one thing to kind of keep in mind. I thought this game's in Philly. This game's in Arizona. This game's in Arizona? Okay. So I messed up on that one. Um, but I think this is a game that I talked about off-air that I think this is a bad matchup for the Eagles. I think the Eagles, and even Vegas is kind of showing that that's an odd number five for a team that, as you alluded to, Arizona's shown you nothing. The Eagles are one of the best teams, and it's only five. So I do think there's something to the matchup here. Arizona, I think, is a tough matchup for the Eagles. I think this game's going to be close to people expect. But that's a nice number. Well, keep in mind that if they were home, you're automatically getting three. So this this line would be eight if it was in Philadelphia. Yeah, maybe closer to ten. Maybe closer yeah. to ten. You're right. So if you look at it that way, that it would be closer to ten if they're in Philly, and you get three points for a home field advantage. You know, using that as a barometer, this well, this line is should be seven, and we're getting it at five and a half. I'm interested, Chaz, though. But and I hear what you're saying. But I look at the Buffalo. And Buffalo's a two touchdown favor over Pittsburgh. I don't think Buffalo, especially with their injuries, is that much more talented than Pittsburgh versus the Eagles versus Arizona. What you've seen this season, so that's why I'm kind of curious on the numbers in general. Well, Buffalo's at home. Uh, that that's number one. But number two, we have we ten. I'm the, never, never mind. It's my fault. Go ahead. <laughs> that's fine. We'll just move on. That's okay. 
Uh, let's talk about the Dallas Cowboys and the Rams. And this is my underdog pick of the week. And I've been three and one so far on the season when it comes to my underdog pick of the week. The Dallas Cowboys are underdogs at plus five and a half. And I am locking them in at that number to cover. Whether they win or not, I actually kind of want to take Dallas to win this game outright, quite frankly. I won't go that far because they are on the road, but I'm definitely taking them at the plus five and a half against the Rams. They're playing against a similar defense that they did against on Monday night. A really good front four, a really good pass rush, guys in the back end who can make turnovers happen. And look, the Rams just look like they have no idea outside of Cooper Cup what to do offensively. And Cooper Rush is undefeated. So just give me the Dallas Cowboys at five and a half points. I always thought that Cooper Manning would be the best quarterback I ever talked about, but <laughs> Cooper Rush, or best Cooper quarterback I ever talked about. Here's the thing. Dallas, you know, we can make fun of them all you want. And, we, you know, we have a five-time Super Bowl champion, championship football, signed by the, the uh, Super Bowl MVP, signed by some great names. And we're very comfortable that inventory is going to be around a while because we don't see them winning a six anytime soon. But they do cover. They're covering against the spread. And they're winning games they shouldn't win. So, yeah, I know, Chris, you like them too, don't you? Yeah, it's actually my lock bet of the week. We're kind of jumping ahead of the cover, but I love Dallas. I cannot believe this is actually the number. I think people are living off of last year. This Rams offense is not what it has been. And you talked about a matchup. I like what you talked about, the 49ers matchup. Dallas pretty much is everything the 49ers is, possibly even more talented in some senses. So why wouldn't it be a repeat what we just saw last week? I think Dallas is going to go handle business as, as the Rams team is not going to look good. I like Dallas straight up. That's my lock bet of the week. All right, let's yeah, get and if you are if you are saying that, then you got to remember that game went under. Yes, correct. And the over under, by the way, is forty two in this matchup. And I yes, if Dallas were to win outright, I do believe it would be under for that sense. Uh, let's talk about the Sunday night game between the Cincinnati Bengals and the Baltimore Ravens. It's in Baltimore. The Ravens are favored at minus three and a half. The over under set at forty seven and a half. I don't want to touch. This game, the Bengals play the Ravens very, very tough, but the Ravens are also excellent at home. So you have kind of two what you know, the unstoppable force versus the immovable object. Which one are you going to get? And that's why I'm out of this game. Chaz. I actually, as you know, I covered the Sunday. No, I covered a Thursday night and the Monday night game. So I didn't look at the Sunday, but then something jumped out of me. It was a Cincinnati uh, oh, I covered this way. I covered this game for the guys in Ohio again. So I went with Cleveland, the over in the Cleveland game, and I took Cincinnati here. And mostly because they're eleven and one in the second half. Not one team in the last one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine. So that's regular season going all this regular season into last regular season. No one, not any team, not a one single team, not an opponent. Nobody has scored ten points. <laughs> Chris, you got anything in this game? I'm with you, Dan. I think this is a one game I just can't touch. Uh, you know, you talked about what Cincinnati was able to do. They dominated Baltimore last year, and they whooped the ball on both games. But previous to that, Baltimore had a big brother for the most part in that division, particularly Cincinnati with Joe Burrow, and had owned them to last year. So it was kind of interesting. The Cincinnati team isn't last year's team. It's a different team. The Ravens are kind of licked their wounds. I know they got up two big leads. Um, I think they have a lot of pride at playing at home, so I kind of feel like my heart Ravens are going to come and show out, but Cincinnati is a bad matchup for them, especially with that secondary beat up his way as much as it is. 
So let's talk about the Monday night game then. Let's try to win some money there. It's the Kansas City Chiefs versus the Las Vegas Raiders. This game is in Kansas City. They are favored at minus seven. The over-under is the highest over-under of the week at 51 and a half. So we are expecting a shootout game here on Monday night. I'm taking the Chiefs. I am not impressed by the Raiders. I know they won last week against the Denver Broncos, who you're probably impressed by even less. I haven't been impressed by Josh Daniels. I don't like what they're doing with Derek Carr. I'm out on the Raiders. I'm all in on the Chiefs cover minus seven in this game. Yeah, in the last nine games overall, the Chiefs have gone over the number in seven of the nine. And in the second half, Vegas is six and one, including three and one uh, this year in the second half. Chris, what do you think? Yeah, this isn't necessarily a lock for me, but I, you know, I talked about Dallas as being a lock for his up, you know, upset special. This is a game I think could be definitely an upset. I like the Raiders in this game. I wouldn't necessarily throw a lot of money on that, but I think this is a game that Raiders can steal. Okay, interesting. We'll see how that works out on Monday night. There will be a lot of fantasy points. That's the good news there. Speaking of players, we like to end this show with some prop bets this or at least my prop bets anyway, so far this season, which I've been doing pretty well at. So this week I got four interesting ones for you. Chris and Jazz, you can help me out with these. Aaron Rodgers, 226 and a half passing yards against the New York Giants. No surprise after my little rant at the beginning of the segment, I am over on Aaron Rodgers at 226 passing yards against the Giants, which is a fraud in the secondary. Go ahead, Chris. <laughs> You know, he hasn't thrown for, I think, over 240 the entire season yet. Um, and it has definitely been, has by far his worst uh, percentage, completion percentage against Blitz that he ever has. But I, with you, Dan, I think this is a game that Green Bay is going to win. Like I talked about earlier, I think Aaron Rodgers has got something to kind of grind over in London and wants to put it on a show. I take that. I'll take that bet. You we could think- probably get even better odds if you say that by the time I wake up at halftime, he, he already has that. Because he's done that before. He's got two yeah, there you go. yards I like that. in the first half before. I like that. I like that. My next lock prop bet is James Robinson, 61 and a half rushing yards against Houston Texans. That's it? I'm taking the over, baby. Chris, go ahead. Yeah, I like the over, too. The only thing that would come, you know, maybe hurt that was if Travis Yedden has a bunch of big plays himself because we know the Texans running defense is terrible. It's been hemorrhaging points left and right all season long. So the only way Jalen Robinson doesn't go over that number, like I said, is Travis Etienne just has a huge game by himself. Which is incredibly unlikely given how these two running backs exactly. are being utilized during game script as well. And then Justin Herbert. So this is an interesting one for you, Chris. Like this is, I think I'm going to get you on this one. Justin Herbert, 3.5 rushing yards against Cleveland. I'm taking the over. The offensive line's banged up. They do get Miles Garrett back this week. He might have to use his legs to buy time in the pocket. I think that will lead to him picking up a first down at some point with his legs. So I got the over at 3.5 rushing yards for Justin Herbert this week against Cleveland Browns. Now I'm confused because if I'm a quarterback and I get sacked, does that count against not college. rushing yards? Not college. No. No, it's not. Okay. That counts against your passing yards. It does not count okay. against your rushing yards. Okay. Yeah, so yeah, I mean, he's a great quarterback. You know, I'm not a big Charger fan, and in, in, in our house, you know, you don't you don't mention the word Chargers. Actually, it's it's like in the F word, you don't say it. Uh, but yeah, you know, how could you not like that one? We think, Chris. Yeah, I feel like that's like a setup. I, I feel like how could you not like that one until I think about 
why would I want Justin Herbert running anywhere from the, the Chargers right now? I'm actually not going to. I think that's a, a setup bet, so I'm not going to think that way. <laughs> Chris, like, I'm getting well, ambushed. I smell an ambush. I, I, <laughs> did I freeze again? <clears throat> well, I hear you. But yes, your your face is very frozen in a, in a very sleepy position. I, I should well, add. So look, uh, actually, I'm looking at the screen. Everybody's frozen. So maybe it's it's my internet. I don't know. Who knows? Anything's possible. Well, we can hear you. So yeah, I got so, one more prop so, bet. So, maybe you'll snap out. But of it. I will tell Chris that sometimes they're easy and they're really easy. You know, like early in the first quarter, he does a third and seven and does a quarterback scramble or, or on second and seven they do a quarterback draw and he gets 12 yards or 15 yards and then you well there won't be any quarterback draws so I'll, I'll bet money on that well, yeah but here's what i will say i wouldn't do this unless rashawn slater was banged up and because rashawn slater's out i think herbert's gonna have to use his legs a little bit in this game to buy time i think that's, that's just gonna lead him to picking up a few yards at some point during the game uh let's talk about derrick henry so here's another one for you derrick henry 12.5 receiving yards. A guy who's gotten five targets the last two games in a row. All I need him to do is go over 12 and a half receiving yards against the Washington Commanders for that prop bet. Absolutely love that bet. That's a steal. Thank you. I love you. that. You're not, you're not, you're not even feeling ambushed on that one, right? No, I see, I, 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 I think, I'm bet. thinking that sounds like a trap too. <laughs> because, well, here's, here's the thing, Chaz. The difference for me is I know that people think Justin Herbert runs more than he actually does. Um, but then on the flip side, Derrick Henry's got a bad knock against him for not catching the ball, but the last two weeks he has caught the ball, and the trend is going to continue, I think. So that's where I think Vegas is kind of trying to get you. No, I, I appreciate it. And actually, my now, screen uh, unfroze, so I can see you guys moving now, but th- I have a green screen, so I can't show you Wake and Bake anymore. It's not there. It's just my that's, green all, screen. that's all good, because we're, we're closing down the show now anyway. Right. Uh, but let's get to our parlay bet before we do that. So, Chris, go ahead. You can get the first, since you're undefeated, you can get the first lock parlay bet in. I already gave it to you guys earlier. Dallas Cowboys over the Rams, not only an upset, but my lock bet of the week. All right. Hey, Dan, I'm going to defer to you because I, I – I'm I'm really struggling here, so I'm going to defer to you. That's fine. Then, I'm going to I'll, I'll play off of your lead. I'm going to take the Green Bay Packers minus seven and a half over the Giants as my lock bet for the parlay. All right, I, I'm I'm okay. I'm going to ask for your guys' help. I'm either going with the Eagles or the over in the Cleveland Chargers, and it's and it's 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 a toss up. I I really like that I like over. Okay, let's do that. Yeah, I like the over. Okay, because you know what? Over bets are, are the best. You just get the root for everybody. And real quick, Chaz, Justin Herbert's only had one game where he's rushed for over seven yards. He had one game where he had seven yards. He's had two games where he's had negative yards. No, this season. Okay. Yeah. It's been, he hasn't, been, with, he hasn't got, been without Rashawn Slater until this week. So I think that's, that's the difference for me. All right, so I'm going with the over in the uh, L.A. Chargers Cleveland. Chris, you have Dallas. Dallas, Dallas, Dallas and, and you got Green Bay. And I got Green Bay. All right, we're good. Well, hey, we're for the whole year so far. Hey, we're Better. five and one. Five and one is five and one, guys. Let's do it, baby. Let's lock it in again. Let's win some money. Jazz, you always like to say. Always be cashing. Let's get it. Mm-hmm. 
Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. 